Chapter 1. The Promise I Made The afterlife for me is crazy. How do I know? I should be prancing around in heaven right now. But no, I'm stuck on Earth. This story is about me, Nicole Blackwillow, a spirit anchor. I wasn't born this way. No spirit anchor was. I have been chosen by the superiors. Although my life was never normal, even before I became part of the walking dead, all the aspects of supernatural world came into my life when the hitman arrived at my house. I was born somewhere in northern New Jersey on November 2nd, 1999, 11 years ago. When I was two, my mom and dad and I moved to a rundown town where there was little crime. It was Berry Creek, California. My life was perfect until May 5th, 2004, the fateful day I lost my parents. I remember it was like yesterday. It was a cold night with a full moon outside. You could see the stars shining in the quietest and calm of darkness. I didn't remember that night in full detail of what happened before he came, yet I wish I could have forgotten more about the whole ordeal. It all started when my family was just finished dinner. Full speedy, said my mom with a smile at her door. She had black curly hair with heart-filled brown eyes. I smiled and I nodded. Full, more like stuffed. She ate like a pig. My dad began snoring like a pig. <laughs> he had dirty blonde hair like me and blue eyes. I began copying him as four-year-olds do. Mom gave him the death stare to make nonsense stopped. After a few seconds, we burst into laughter unaware of the clock behind us ticking to our final moments together. I went over to my desk in the living room right next to the dining room when Mom and Dad cleaned up dinner. It was I was coloring a sloppy picture of an orange cheetah with purple spots and green eyes, to make it more like me, from my animal coloring book. Just as I finished the final spot, the door round, doorbell rang. said mom, annoyed because she just sat down after cleaning up. I ripped the picture out of the book, folded it, then put it in my pocket to show her after she entered the door. Curious and timid, I nervously walked up to her. Then I stayed behind my mom, clinging to her leg as she slowly unlocked the door to see who was there. I didn't know the reason we moved until I was old enough to fully understand it and looked it up. Apparently, my parents owed money to some bad guys and needed to get away immediately. They had sent one of the most skilled hitmen to our house that night. Up until this point, my memory has been clouded and unclear, but I remember everything in vivid detail after the front door opens. There was a very tall man wearing a black raincoat that touched the floor. He had jeans with rips and tears everywhere. He wore rubber gloves and a gas mask. In his hand was a bottle of gasoline, but his malicious smart chuckle was the most frightening feature. My mom instantly noticed the evil gleam in his eyes and put the pieces together. With all her strength, she quickly shut the door. Scared of my mind, I squeezed my mom's leg even tighter. I looked down to see his boot in between the crack of the door. Help me! My mom screamed, but her voice cracked with pain and terror for her little girl. She used all her weight to try not to let him inside, nor hurt me in the process. Crash! Dad instantly dropped the dinner plate he was cleaning, ran to Mom, and rammed himself at the door with all his might. Nicole, get away from the door, warned me. 
I could tell that they were trying with every fiber of their being not to let him get to me. I hesitated a bit, then obeyed them, letting go of the comfort of my mom's leg. I ran towards my room when I felt something on my heel. It was a can with smoke coming out of it. At the time, I didn't know what it was, and being four and too curious for my own good, I stopped to examine it. The silver soldier fits nicely within my pans. At the time, I didn't realize that it would release gas and continue to hold it. The smokes were thick. I couldn't see my shoe on the other side of it. I looked up from the cylinder. I saw my parents struggling to keep the door shut, while the man was laughing at their little strength compared to his. I was extremely scared of my safety and my parents. I couldn't bear to see them like this. That's when I noticed the smoke was moving across the floor like a snake being controlled by a snake charmer slithering towards my parents. Don't breathe! One dab, it was already too late. The smoke consumed them. The mother and father had fallen asleep. The scary man casually opened the door as if it was his own house. He towered over me like a villain straight out of a horror movie. Your turn, said the man, looking into my eyes with a mask. I know he smiled so brightly underneath that mask of his. Frightened out of my mind, I could only watch as he stepped over my parents' sleeping bodies. Soon, my ears started ringing. I staggered to the ground, and all I saw was a whiteness as my vision went foggy. Somehow, the smoke got to me. To this day, I don't know how he did it. A couple minutes later, I regained my consciousness. I noticed I was holding down by something. Most of my senses were dull. I couldn't see, hear, taste, or smell. It took a couple of seconds for my senses to come back. The first was my hearing. I listened very closely to my surroundings, hiding the fact I'm awake. The room was so quiet you could hear a pin drop. All I heard was a man's voice softly talking to somebody, probably on the phone. Yeah, I got them tied up. The person on the other end's phone was unclear. Yeah, I made sure they didn't see my face. Gradually, the blurred images gained shape until my vision finally came back. In front of me was my parents, tied up on a wooden chair by old wolf, unconscious. I looked down in my lap. I was in the same predicament as them. The man paced around the room, talking with the gasoline and matches in hand. What do you want me to do with the girl? He asked, scratching his head with the messages. I listened closely and heard another voice. This was going to be the only phrase I'd ever heard from this boss. It was the deepest, scariest, menacing voice I've heard. It echoes in my head every time I think of my parents and their killer, haunting my existence. Burn the parents alive as planned. Make the girl watch. Afterward, feed their flesh to her. <laughs> His maniacal laugh followed those terrifying words. You're the boss. The man's voice was unsteady. Tears started to drip down my face. I couldn't hide the fact I was awake. He proceeded to cut them for my mother and father with gasoline, waking them up. He dropped the matches and the bottle of gasoline on the floor. He proceeded to pick them up. 
Dad panicked, unsure what to do. He spat unnerving questions. What is this? Who are you? What do you want? Let us go. He started struggle to free himself. However, something within my mother knew this was the last time my eyes would meet. Quietly, she mouthed the words. Please, stop. He stopped and looked at me softly crying, scared out of my mind. He let her sink her teal. I could tell he was trying to comfort me in my despair. The man stood up with matches in his hands. He looked at us, shook his head in disgust of our sadness. It, it don't matter who I am. The only thing that matters is me finishing my job. He lit two matches, scraping them on the rope that held me still. What are you going to do with my daughter? Aggression absorbed my mother. I hardly recognized the gentle mother I always knew. Ben went close to my face to say, I'm going to turn her into a cannibal, starting with eating our own parents. He dropped the two matches by the wooden chairs, lighting them on fire. Sobbing, they shared their last words before it was too late. Sweetie, live life to the fullest. If you need someone to blame, blame me. In the future, don't seek revenge. The fire burned up the legs of the chair, and now burning their shoes. That was my father's last words. Your father was right. Promise not to seek vengeance. I want you to walk the path of good, not evil. Neither kill unless it's the final option. My childhood ended there as I watched my parents breath in the flames. We love you. We forgive you. The fire had burned their feet, accelerating to their chest. There was a Last real words I heard of my parents, and after that, all I heard was screams of pain and agony. Screams a four-year-old should never hear, or anybody for that matter. I started to bawl my eyes out. Red, orange, blue, yellow, black, gray. Death had filled their eyes. And mine. My parents were the, on the only thing that burned that day. So did my memory of them. The only thing I can think to stop the screams in pure darkness was my own voice. I forced myself, no matter what, no matter how much I wanted to sit and watch, to scream on the top of my lungs. I promise! was the call of the animals chapter one promise i made now uh if you guys have any questions about my world or my this universe please don't be afraid to contact me or send me a video message so i can add to the podcast i use some transitions that's used on anchor and an ad sorry you know i hate ads too but at this stop might as well add one so anyway thank you very much for listening in and i hope to see you for uh chapter two and tell me if you have any criticisms and all that stuff again thank you for listening and uh you never know who else is a monster